hello, friends. It is Kennedy solo on the pod. I know what y'all are thinking. This has never happened before. And that is absolutely true. It hasn't. But Landry is on a cruise in the Caribbean. So we are doing a podcast takeover. And we are just going to be kind of doing an extension of what we talked about prior, which was heartbreak. And we kind of want to make this a series. But basically today, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about Exodus. I know I mentioned it in the last podcast, but I kind of wanted to dive more in depth into it because that story was so pivotal for me in that time period, that heartbreak season. And um, it's honestly so special to me because the Lord directly told me to read it so when I was um, I think it was a few weeks after all of that happened and my relationship ended I was just obviously as one is very confused and you know asking God why and I was just very uncertain and very unsure like God where are you taking me now so what is this supposed to look like you know who do what kind of man do you want me with and just evaluating and kind of doing a lot of introspection and so I definitely had a lot of, um, felt very hopeless. I felt very discouraged. I felt very frustrated and upset. And, you know, I just, like I said before, was having to mourn the loss of my expectations and, you know, the plans that were made and all the things. So God told me to look up the story where I freed my people. And so I know that it's like a very basic, it's a foundational story in our belief, but I truly at the time just did not know what it was, to be 100% honest. I'm a little ashamed to say that, but um, I did have to Google it, and it obviously said it was the story of Exodus, and I knew how to read it. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what Exodus is, and then kind of what it meant to me during that time. I think it is such an incredible story for heartbreak, um, and... It truly changed my whole perspective and it truly helped me have the hope that I was desperately trying to cling to. It, it gave me the ability to look forward. I think what a breakup does is, you know, when you're saying goodbye to somebody, when you're removing somebody from your life that you invested in heavily, it's hard to just picture life without that person. So you kind of do feel like, you're out there floating in a sense. I never felt lost because I knew that my identity and everything always abided in the Lord. But I think it still, I mean, I it was just so many unknowns and so many unanswered questions and unmet expectations and everything like that. So this story really helped me, like I said, just continue day by day moving forward instead of going backward. And I think that's so important in a healing process. And, um, it really honestly kept me accountable. It kept my eyes on something above. It kept my perspective in an earthly and earthly, not an earthly, it kept my perspective in a heavenly perspective, which I was desperate for at the time. I was desperate for some sort of spiritual guidance. Like the things of this world were not enough. I didn't want to fill my pain with anything else. I didn't want to, you know, have other guys help me heal or have other guys distract me. I didn't want to go out and party and drink a lot and do all those things because I knew that that was just going to bring temporary satisfaction. And I so badly wanted to put in the work to heal and be better and um, really just honestly meet 
the person that God had for me. That's really what I was thinking of during that whole period was, yes, obviously getting better and healing from everything, but also preparing my heart for my husband because I knew at the time, obviously, which is why I separated myself from that relationship, that that was not the guy that I had just dated. So it's the story of Exodus. If you've never heard it before, I'll give a brief synopsis. So basically it is about God um, freeing his people, the Israelites, from the hands of Pharaoh, which was a evil tyrant leader in Egypt at the time. And his people were enslaved there and they were basically crying out to God saying, God, do you see me? Do you hear me? We are miserable. We're being taken advantage of and abused and enslaved. We need you. And God basically replies with a simple, I'm coming, like I'm coming to rescue you. And so we start the story out with God's intentionality right then and there that he sees and he hears us. And um, the story is kind of broken up into three parts for me that I found relatable. And part one was kind of the period where the Israelites were still enslaved and God was working on getting them out of that place. And then the second part, part two, would be obviously when they were freed, they were taken on a 40-year journey, which would have been shorter, but the people were very stubborn and um, they were very, they had a lot of doubts and they had a lot of frustrations and there was a lot of pushback and it wasn't on God's part, it was on the people's part, which sounds really familiar because that's definitely how we are, but um, it was that 40-year journey, and then the goal, part three, was to get to the promised land. And so basically what that was is a plot of land that God promised the Israelites and their descendants um, that flowed with you know milk and honey, if you've ever heard that in the Bible. So it's this sweet place that everybody wanted to arrive to. It was the arrival point. Um, you know, and it was that in-between that there were so many problems and so much pushback. That in-between was... Um, insert myself where I was at that point in time when I was reading the story. Um, so kind of what the part one, two, and three represented for me was part one was the relationship that the Lord had, uh, freed me from and he had rescued me from, even though, you know, at the time I thought it was right for me. I wanted to make it work. I felt called out of the relationship for a reason. And, and that could look different for everybody. It, it's the same outcome, whether, the mode of getting there is different. So whether it was rejection as God's way of protecting you um, and you were the one that got broken up with and you were blindsided and you were devastated or you were the one having to make the hard decision, separate yourself um, from somebody you really loved and cared about and that you you know created this future with, the pain is all the same. And so I think that's why the story is so incredible because it really is applicable to any situation. So part one for me, it was the relationship. God took me out of that relationship. He freed me from that relationship because he had more for me. He had better for me. And now part two is, you know, like I said, where I was at, I was now in this in-between and the in-between is hard y'all because I know what you're feeling if you're going through that right now where you're sitting there and it's like, what now, God? What now? Because I, I couldn't even picture my life without this person. So now I'm having to start over. Now I'm like, I, I'm. there's so much uncertainty. There's so many unanswered questions. There's what direction am I going in? How do I even begin to feel better again, feel okay again? Um, how do I get rid of this anxiety? How do I get rid of this depression? How do I 
move forward from this. And I think it is so cool because I'll kind of tell a little bit about um, like how I view it. But God did so much, y'all, in this in-between period for the Israelites. Some of the most pivotal things in our faith happened in this in-between period, the period that was uncomfortable, the period where growth was happening, the period where doubt and pushback and frustration and hopelessness were felt. God did so much with that time. And so I want to encourage you that right this second, if you are in that in-between, that God is doing something with this time that God is investing into this time with you and he is not going to allow this time to go to waste as long as you're putting in your end of the bargain, which is really committing to your healing, really committing to growing in relationship with the Lord and allowing him to number your steps. That is the only job we have in this in between y'all is to believe And the promises that God said that he's going to fulfill because we are just waiting at this point. It's a waiting, but we still have a responsibility in the waiting. And our responsibility is to be still and believe. Exodus 14, 14 was huge for me. And it just brought me so much relief because it says, um, be still and the Lord, your God will fight for you. Literally that simple. Um, God's just asking us to just believe that he is enough, believe that he will bring you healing and believe that he will not allow you to be in this place of misery and heartbrokenness forever, that he is bringing you to a better place. He is bringing you out of that to the promised land. If you will just continue to look forward and continue to put your hope and your faith in the fact that God is working every single day, even when you don't feel like it. That is where the power in the Holy Spirit moves. That's where the power happens. And like I said, some of the biggest things were done during this period, like um, the Ten Commandments and the parting of the Red Sea and the tabernacle. Like God was showing the Israelites, look at everything I'm doing for you. Look, I am here. I'm guiding you. I'm protecting you. I'm enough for you. He, I mean, he showed them all of these wonders and gave them all of these covenants um, and honestly fulfilled so many promises during this time. For the longest time, I thought there was only one promise and I was on my way to it. But the truth is that there were so many promises that God fulfilled within that in the middle waiting uncertain period, the 40 year journey that Israelites took. There are promises for you in this time. So as we know, Moses actually led God's people. And one of the things that he led them to was Mount Sinai. So when they reached the bottom of Mount Sinai, um, God actually came to the Israelites and asked if they wanted to be in covenant relationship with him. And obviously, who would deny that? Like, who would say no to that? So um, they ended up accepting the invitation is how it's put. And basically, they enter into this covenant relationship with the Lord. And Moses is brought up to the top of Mount Sinai. And God is up there waiting for him. And God, that is when God gives him the Ten Commandments, which is really cool. And there's a little misconception, I feel like, about the Ten Commandments, about how a lot of people think that it's a list of rules and obligations and harsh things to follow. And I just think it's really cool how your perspective changes when you're in a covenant relationship with the Lord, that the relationship came first, that God showed himself and showed his character and tried to make himself 
be understood by his people before he required these things from them. And that is so important to note because God didn't just slap this in their face and say, all right, I know you don't know me, but you know, you're going to have to do this. No, this was as, this was in a, as a result of, um, coming into relationship with them. And how I see it is basically is like an earthly relationship, right? When you start dating somebody, it's not a free for all. Like you're not just going to do whatever you want and never have any boundaries set or have any agreements to come to. You're going to be on the same page about certain things to protect your relationship, right? So why would God not require those same things of us? The Ten Commandments were put in place not only to protect our relationship and preserve our relationship with the Lord and set parameters and boundaries for it, but it's actually to benefit us as well. And the reason for that is because God knows better than we do, y'all, like how the things of this world just damage us, damage our spirit, um, and damage our relationship with him. And so it's almost like parameters. He asks us to avoid certain things out of protection because he's a protective father. And um, he knows that by protecting us from those things that we will be able to experience true peace, true joy, and an abundance of the life that he originally created for us before sin. And so I think that's really cool that, like I said, God continues to um, show his people that he wants more for them. And so that's one thing I love about the Lord is, is he just wants more for us, which is really cool. And another thing, you know, they go through the journey. And then at the end of this journey, when they reach the promised land, like I said, another big thing is the tabernacles established. So if you've never seen this, I would look it up. It's really cool. It's basically the first place since the fall of man in Genesis where God's presence is attainable. It is tangible and they're able to experience his presence consistently and constantly that God actually made himself available and accessible to us again since Genesis. And so the way that this tent was basically set up was you have a bunch of rooms and you have a courtyard and then you have this place called the holy of holies where the holy spirit actually rested in what was called the ark of the covenant and it was this gold statue in a sense and so it was just really cool because that is that those were the results of this long journey that God took these people on was during that journey, they were able to develop intimacy with each other. They were able to grow in deeper relationship with the Lord. They were able to fully depend on God and trust him in a way where they had never, it pushed all limits. They had never trusted him in this way before. And not only that, but they didn't have a choice because they couldn't go there on their own. They couldn't move forward and look forward on their own. I mean, at one point it says during the journey that the Israelites were so, you know, frustrated and thirsty and hungry that they literally questioned God. And they were like, are, do you, are you trying to kill us? Why did you even rescue us in the first place? If you, you know, are going to allow us to be hungry and thirsty like this. Like they just continue to doubt God. They continue to have doubts and frustrations and um, God just continues to provide for them day by day. And it's so funny how the fragileness of our human condition where one feeling or emotion can cause us to question the intentions of God and question if the promise is even coming when God time and time again shows up, shows them his power, fights for them. I mean, it says at one point that um, 
he literally fights on their behalf and shows his power to their enemies and rescues them all over again. And the Red Sea, parting of the Red Sea was a great example of that, where the enemies basically got flushed out and the Israelites walked away untouched and unscathed. And it's so funny because this was so relatable where the Israelites were told that they were going to the promised land and they knew they were on their way. They just were in this middle ground that required them to be uncomfortable and required them to fully put dependence on God and trust that God knew better, that it was better in his hands than in theirs. And um, they knew that obviously going back to slavery meant death, but going forward meant uncertainty and it required all of this trust. And so they faced a choice. Did they want to go back to bondage or they wanted to move forward in blind faith? And so that's the choice that you have today because it would be easy uncomfortable to go back to the familiar things and it's funny how in this day and age something so hard and so um, uncomfortable and hurtful and miserable will make us want to go back to what caused that pain in the first place it will make us go back to that slavery and that um, that encapturement and it's just so funny because our fear of the unknown like I said will cause us to even postpone the promise and question God's intentions and going back just looks like like I said going back to that relationship that was harmful and that was not what God has for you and I just encourage you right now that if that is you that God is he wants you to continue to move forward day by day in faith and make those steps and he is going to show up for you every single day and provide for every need that you have and he is not going to allow you to starve or be thirsty or any of the things and the the equivalent of that in our day is that he's not going to allow you to be consumed by anxiety he's not going to allow you to be consumed by depression he's not going to allow this to overcome you this heartbreak this pain And if you made the hard decision or you were put in a season of singleness on your own, just know that the promise is coming and that God is revealing and restoring and healing you along the way. And um, he's not going to leave you in this place that you are continuing to move forward with him if you continue to look forward. And the biggest takeaway for me was that I just needed an anchor. I needed something to believe in and anchor my feelings and emotions that fluctuated so much to and I had to remember that even though I have fluctuating human emotions that he was present every day regardless of how I felt um, that his glory was revealed through that time of healing through that process and that journey um, and that the goal was really all to develop deeper intimacy with him that's what God wanted to do during that time Um, where I was able to learn more about the Lord and who he is as a provider and a leader and a protector and just continue to be so desperate and dependent on him. And it grew our relationship in ways that I cannot even explain to you. When I had to give up my expectations and my plans and um, my lay my anxiety down at his feet and my doubt down at his feet, my disbelief down at his feet. That was when God's spirit was able to do the most. When I believed that he would come through for me, when I believed that it was so much better with him than it was with me because God's specialty is healing. Um, his specialty is restoration. That's what he does best. And I was having to depend on him every single day for the strength I needed to continue looking forward and not going back. 
um, it says that, and actually in Exodus 15, it says, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has given me victory over my enemies. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Um, so you see so many different characteristics and learn so much about who God is during this time. Use this time, y'all. Don't let this time go to waste, even though it's hard right now. Even though you want to go back, just continue to sit in this and heal and allow God to restore you and make you stronger than you once were in your faith and otherwise. Um, because here's the reality of it is that God could have taken the Israelites a shorter route. I mean, he could have immediately snapped his fingers and they would have been there, but he saw value in the in-between. He sees value in what you're going through right now because he knows it will develop deeper intimacy with him. And so I just encourage you to lean on God as your protector and lean on God as your father and really learn more about him, about yourself and allow God, like I said, to just heal you from the inside out. And so that is it. I just wanted to encourage anybody who is feeling this way that this is not the end, that it's actually um, where God is doing the most work and it's going to be so beautiful and it's going to be so incredible by the end of everything where you honestly, it's crazy to say, but I would do it all over again. Even though that was the worst heartbreak of my life, I would still experience it all over again because of the amount of closeness that I developed with the Lord because of the amount of faith and trust that I was able to develop. And I'm not going to lie, it wasn't based on me wanting to. I kind of had no choice at that point. But that's when the most incredible faith is produced, I feel like, when you are at the end of yourself and you kind of have nowhere else to go. You're the most broken. And like I said, that's God's specialty, y'all. I was so broken. And he made it into something beautiful because God works together the good of everybody that loves him. And that's the heart of the father. And it's just really cool how God continues to show up. I see that in a trend throughout the Bible. God continues to show up and make himself known to us. He desires to be known and seen and understood and experienced by us. And I see a trend of that with the Ark of the Covenant, you know, being how he was able to make himself tangible to us again, accessible to us again. Not only that, but then we have another version, which is Jesus dying on the cross. Like Jesus was sent as a tangible version of the Holy Spirit for us to be able to see and follow and learn from and love. Like that is so incredible to me that God is is so awesome and he's so great and he doesn't have to do these things. He doesn't have to make himself more simplified in a sense to be understood by us and to be experienced by us but he does it because that's how much he wants us y'all that is how badly he wants to know and to be in covenant relationship with us and I just see you know God continuing to fulfill our desires continuing to hear and to listen to us continuing to see our need for something real and something like I said just that we're able to access it's not you know, God's not this big genie in the sky that we just talk to sometimes and we just ask for favors. He wants to intimately know you. And it's just so special when you realize that and it it brings so much peace to actually fully depend on God and trust that his ways are so much better 
and it takes so much pressure off of me to be honest with you that I don't have to do everything perfect I don't have to have everything figured out I don't have to be okay because my identity and who I'm anchored to he is my strength he is my source he's my joy he's my peace peace that surpasses understanding that is what that comes from because when I don't feel okay and my emotions are fluctuating the Lord is my anchor and I know that it's not my grip of him that's going to save me but it's his grip of me and he is never going to allow me to stay in a dark place he's never going to allow anything to touch or to harm me he is always going to give provision to his children he's always going to anoint the head of those he loves and protect them and be with them and bless them. And so I just pray a favor and a blessing over y'all's lives and over this period of time right now that you will not feel this way forever. And I'm so excited for the things that God has in store for you. And I just, like I said, just fully encourage you to continue looking forward. I know it's easy to look back. I know it's easy to miss that. I know it's easy to want to call him and have him come over and comfort you and tell you all the things that you want to hear. But in the end, that is just so much less fulfilling and it's so much less complete than having it from whom your heart actually truly desires, how you were created to, or who you were created to desire from, which is God. And he's the only person that is truly going to fully make it better and okay. No words of man or no actions of man are going to make this better. It's going to be the Holy Spirit, the one who created you and knitted you together in your mother's womb. And so um, just know that you are seen, you are loved, that God hears you. He hears your cries. Um, He is coming to rescue you. Your God, your father is coming to get you. And he is going to make sure that you continue forward. And he has good things that he promises for you in your life. So I just, like I said, I just wish you all the best. And I know this is kind of long. I thought it was going to be a little shorter, but, um, I, I truly am praying for whoever's listening to this. And, um, I just hope you experience the abundance that comes with truly, um, trusting and depending on fully and growing an intimate relationship with Jesus. So bye guys. Love y'all. Hope you have a good week.